This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it is the Rob Carson Show. Merry Christmas, everybody. And a happy Hanukkah as well. It's the 13th day of Christmas. The Advent calendar is going. We got a little Advent calendar here at the house that we uh, we have been doing for years. And, uh, you know, everybody gets a little treat on uh, on the 13th. It's uh, kind of cool. It's one of those things that uh, we never did that when I was a kid. We just kind of started doing that. My wife introduced it when the kids were kids, and now we're doing the advent calendar. So every, it's, like, it's like Hanukkah. You get a different present every day. It's kind of like that, you know. Uh, I'm Catholic, so I think, I think you know, the Catholicism and Judaism, very similar. Very, very, very similar. And now we got the Advent calendar. They've got the, uh, you know, the eight nights and the whole deal. And the, we both have really weird food rules, particularly like with Catholics on Friday. No fish, just fish on Friday. It's kind of weird. But anyway, uh, we, we wish you uh, the very best and happy holidays. I was kind of excited because I didn't realize I was a fashion plate uh yeah uh, you know i sometimes i get up in the morning and uh, you know i do a tv show and and what you need to know about television is when the host can wear anything but a suit from the waist down they will choose to do so they will choose to wear uh, shorts they will choose to wear sweatpants i am wearing cargo shorts as we speak right now even though i am not on television but that is what i'm wearing right now with a, a decent black t-shirt above uh you know because i'm on the radio and uh, when i'm on television while i'm on the radio i don't need to be dressed up that said that's just the way it is because I hate wearing uh, suits. I, I I I always like to get dressed up and all that, and uh, and I don't really like to wear a suit. And if I had to wear a suit and tie every day to work, I just don't think I'd work there. That said, <clears throat> last night I'm uh, I'm watching the news and I and I hear big news about the uh, New York Times. They did a most stylish list for 2022. And when I heard this uh, this story teased, I was like, oh, and they said someone unlikely, uh, you know, gets on the New York Times most stylish list. So I thought for sure the immediate thing would be Sam Brenton, the 35-year-old uh, bi-gendered, no, what the heck is he? He's non-binary nuclear waste guru. guru. Now, non-binary almost sounds like it's uh, nuclear, doesn't it? It sounds like something that would happen in a nuclear power plant. I don't know exactly what happened. It got a little hot in here, and the uh, nine non-binary reactor... Uh, uh, overheated, you know, something like, but no, it means that you don't claim a sex and it means that you can be a bald guy 
35 years old, have a mustache, and wear a dress. Yeah, that's what non-binary means, I guess. That's kind of wild, isn't it? That said, uh, it wasn't uh, the non-binary nuclear waste guru, Sam Brinton, who has left the DOA because he stole a couple of suitcases off of uh, carousels at a couple of airports that were filled with women's clothing that he apparently liked to try on. But, uh, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there because, you know, whatever. Uh, but it, but it turns out that the person being named one of the most <laughs> stylish people, according to the New York Times, is John Fetterman. John Fetterman, the bald guy with the giant, just I don't know, second head growing on the back of his uh, neck. It's it's weird. It's like he's got a pack of hot dogs back there, and then over here, he's, it's weird. But uh, apparently that is um, that is now uh, uh, very stylish. It is very stylish for this is good news for men. And this is another way that women just get the, you know, the crap kicked out of them by popular culture and the media and the whole deal that women can primp and prep and, you know, choose their clothing deliberately and they get criticized on uh, on social media. Women get wrecked on social media for their choosing their outfits. And here this schlub, this toad, uh, he, he just wears uh, hoodies and shorts and and, uh, and goes to his campaign appearances, and suddenly the New York Times decides he, he's the most stylish person. And I was thinking the other day, you know, when I mow my yard and I go out and I uh, and I put on my old uh, workout shoes, you know, and my short socks and my cargos or my sweatpants and, and whatever T-shirt I decide to wear, I might as well be on a catwalk in New York City at a fashion show because uh, that's what it sounds like for men. Men get another pass. If I was a woman in this country, I'd just be kind of like, really, are you out of your mind? I work my arse off. I try to look good all the time. And then this schlub gets chosen by the New York Times as most stylish. But then, then, and then, of course, there's the, you know, the, the guys who just suddenly decide to become women and to become woman of the year. There's that. And then there's the guys who are losing in their athletic careers, getting their, their butts kicked by dudes. So they decide to be a woman and then become the world's greatest athlete. If I was a woman in this country, I mean, particularly this year, I think maybe you should just go on strike. I'm serious. Not one of those sex strikes that Democrats always call for, you know, because abortion or whatever. I'm talking about just full-blown, honestly, we just had enough. Let's just stop getting, uh, you know, wearing nice clothes. Don't even bother. Just dress like John Fetterman for crying out loud. What the heck is the point, to be quite honest? The Times described its list as high and low, fun and serious, curious and open-minded. Well, that sounds kind of like the mantra of 2022. Re reveling in characters, appreciating the material world, inviting everyone to the party. <laughs> Stop it, except for Republicans and conservatives. Uh, all of these are ways that the Times Styles desk defines the approach to whom and what it covers. Even if you're a giant fat toad who wears uh, whatever he can find on the floor, that suddenly, you know what it is, it's whimsy. That's what it is, it's whimsy. It's about whimsy. No, it's about uh, political pandering is what it's really all about, honestly. It's what it's really all about. Think of a, is there, what's a really badly dressed Republican out there? Who, who dresses uh, equivalently to, uh, to uh, John Fetterman? Anybody, anybody, any Republican come to your mind? Uh, no, no. No. 
Uh, I would. I kind of thought that it would be uh, Jerry Nadler. He'd be on the list because he likes to pull his pants up right below his uh, little man boobs, just right up to the man boobs. Almost looks like a support bra for him. His belt. Literally holding him up there. But anyway, the paper continued with its reasoning for its selection by stating equal parts stylish and styles-ish. <laughs> Stop it. The people on the list who are presented in no particular order, including politicians, all liberals, and celebrities and athletes and influencers and fictional characters from TV and film. Some of them appeared in the style section this year. Others simply captured our attention because we're pandering. Uh, the newspaper con concluded love them or hate them, all have at least one thing in common. This sounds like a bad TV uh, 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 promo for, you know, like 1980s. Doesn't it? I write for a living. I know that. Love them or hate them, all have at least one thing in common. They're hilarious. And that's the promo for tonight on CBS. That's how it ends. At some point over the last 12 months, they made us talk about how we dress, how we live, and how we uh, love, I guess, is that. Again, it sounds like a bad promo, maybe even into the 70s on that one. But there you go. There you go. And, and like I said, uh, uh, Sam Brenton has been excused from uh, their duties. <laughs> their duties, that's fantastic. Uh, see, a, a woman who had traveled to, uh, from Dulles International to Harry Reid International Airport in Vegas. Yeah, I know, they named a, a, a Why don't they just do, like, Al Capone Airport or something like that? So uh, July 6th filed a police report. The stolen suitcase was described as uh, a gray, hard-shelled, away-brand, bigger carry-on model valued at 320 bucks. I don't even know what that means. Uh, the woman told cops her total value was about $3,600, included jewelry, makeup, contact lenses, all that stuff. Branton pulled the victim's uh, luggage from a carousel, examined the bag, then he placed it back on the carousel, looking in all directions for anyone who might be watching or might approach. This is so fantastic. Pulling it back from off the carousel and demonstrating the same behavior by looking around before walking away with it quietly. No, it was a mistake. The criminal complaint from the uh, incident in Minneapolis describes how Britain traveled it from D.C. to uh, Minneapolis without a check bag, then retrieved one from the baggage carousel because it was just so pretty. Uh, when cops called Britain the first time, they played dumb. This is the article. They played dumb. That's one person. It's it's they. That okay. Hmm. You know, maybe I should be they. That way, I can get like more than one salary. I don't know. I don't know if the guys at Newsmax would be for that. Then Britain phoned the authorities uh, uh, themselves, admitted to taking the bag, insisted it was a mistake, and that they were simply tired. <laughs> Maybe one of they could take a nap and the other one could stay up and maybe make dinner. I don't know. Photos in the uh, news stories from Minneapolis match the suspect in the Las Vegas luggage theft because it's the only guy, uh, you know, with a shaved head wearing a dress. Um, they, they, uh, the, the warrant revealed Britain had posted to Instagram on July 6th, the same day of the theft, and he said thank you at American Nuclear. Nuclear. That's what uh, George Bush used to say. For selling such a great shirt for me to wear on my flight today. My professional society continues to grow and learn, and I'm proud of them. Goodness, how we have changed since my service as a chapter president, then on the National Board of Directors. Hashtag nuclear pride. 
in a selfie, Brenton is shown wearing a white T-shirt and a rainbow atomic nuclear symbol design. I think he actually did some work while he was uh, uh, in the job before he was fired for theft. Brenton uh, was appointed in June to much fanfare. Sam is also a well-known advocate for LGBTQ. I plus youth and helped you to secure protections against the dangerous and discredited practice of conversion therapy in more than half the country. D- it didn't say anything about his skills as a person who gets rid of nuclear waste. There you go. They, they identify as gender fluid and use the pronouns they, them, and theirs. According to the bio, Brenton lives in D.C. with their husband. Is that polygamy when you're named to somebody who says they're there? I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, also this, thought you should know, uh, the nightmare before Christmas, Jeep is going to lay off 1,300 workers at the uh, Illinois uh, Cherokee SUV plant. I've had two Cherokees in my life. They uh, employ about 1,300, and uh, apparently they, uh, they are citing the rising cost of electric vehicle production for the closure. The company said the replacement of the Jeep S Cherokee SUV, along with other vehicles on the new electrified platform, will be produced in Mexico because they're too expensive to make in the United States. Electric vehicles cost so much that they have to move the plant out of the country. And by the way, just one final thought. Any uh, legit Jeep owner who buys an electric Jeep uh, needs to uh, just turn over their badge and, and their license and uh, get another car because uh, anybody in their right mind would not choose an electric vehicle to go off-riding, off-roading, particularly a Jeep. There you go. All right, so we've got a ton of stuff to get to, including lots more uh, Musk material. The latest is that uh, they deliberately took uh, Donald Trump off the uh, off of the uh, site for political reasons. I know I'm as surprised as you are. So we've got some of that. I mean, we have got so much it's not even funny. Corinne Jean Pierre defends Anthony Fauci, and uh, oh, a great hearing, congressional hearing. Uh, Chip Roy uh, went off on the Mar-a-Lago affidavit for the uh, the what I would consider to be illegal search of Mar-a-Lago by the FBI, if not just, uh, you know, targeted search, blanket warrant to find anything like they've been doing to Donald Trump for the last seven years. All of that coming up. Here's the number. If you want to chime in, it's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Rob Carson Show. Rob Carson Show. Rob Carson Show. Okay, let's have a real uh, uh, Christmas song, shall we? Brand new from uh, Jim Gossett for the Crooked Biden family. Under the table is how Joe's paid millions from China he has made. Graft and corruption, he wrote the book. And his son Hunter's a major crook. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe makes lots of dough. Joe, 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 (laughs) his ethics are low. Under the table, quick, quick, quick. A cut for the big guy should do the trick. Anyone out there with half a brain knows that 
Joe blackmailed Ukraine. Yeah. Can a prosecutor who wants his son to for the deal for a billion won't get done? Quid pro quo, blackmailing Joe. Quid pro quo, Joe needs to go. Under indictment, they both should be. What can you call it but bribery? Pretty much. I think I understand now why Joe Biden wants to shut down coal plants because uh, he and Hunter uh, Santa would deliver all the coal to their house, you see. Uh, they, you know, he's been so naughty, they'd bury the White House in coal. That's maybe the reason. Did you think about that, kids? Give a little think to that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go to Todd in uh, lovely Glen Burnie, Maryland. Hello there, Todd. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Oh, hey, Rob. How you doing, man? Glorious. Love, love the show. Listen all day. Well, I guess listen for three hours a day. But uh, <laughs> I agree with most of what you said, but I have to disagree with you about I know you're trying to be virtuous and, you know, like uh, maybe even a little bit of a beta male saying how women dress up and men get a pass and all this stuff. I Maybe in uh, I, I said St. Louis to your to your screener, but he corrected me and said you're in Kansas City. Maybe yeah. I need to move to Kansas City because. The women around here in Baltimore, they dress like John Fetterman. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me ask you, are, are you single? No, I'm married. That, that surprises me. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, my I... wife looks good. She dresses nice. Yes. And I'm like, wow, you're like one of the 1% of women around here that actually dress nice. And she gets compliments all the time. And you know, I, beautiful woman dress. But when I was growing up, I'm about 10 years younger than you. Um, I grew up in the 80s. And when I grew up, I mean, women, they did their hair, they did the makeup, they wore heels and skirts and nylons and all this stuff. And now, I mean, you go to the store around here, it's like sweatpants and, and pajamas. And I yeah, mean, it's crazy. I think that's kind of a cultural shift, but I'm going to tell you, uh, let me just tell you, Todd, I, I do uh, all the shopping in our family, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, I think you're talking about the difference between Walmart and, uh, and Target, because uh, Walmart, I mean, you give what you get at Walmart, and I love Walmart, by the way, and honestly, you don't want to get dressed up for uh, Walmart. Uh, Target's a little bit different. Target, at least, you'll get, uh, particularly with women, will get dressed up, and they'll wear their, it's always yoga pants, it's always, uh, you know, carrying that big old metal container of either coffee or Chardonnay, that $40 metal coffee cup, whatever the hell those, th you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Stupid yeah. things. I mean, honestly, somebody metal. tricked, yeah, what the hell are those called? They're, they're literally like $40 cup to carry with you that carries like 30 ounces of your favorite beverage i don't understand it yeah. so maybe maybe yeah. that's the difference maybe that's the difference uh, walmart versus target but what do you think john hey. fetterman john fetterman is a fashion plate uh, you know that's that shows you how bankrupt the uh, mainstream media is that some just toad can wear uh sweatpants and, a, and an old hoodie and get named as some sort of a fashion influencer that's how stupid corrupt the media is well, it, it doesn't only show us how bankrupt the media is. It shows us how bankrupt the country is. I mean, that that, that, that could even be acceptable. He looks like a complete clown. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You know. You know. But, it's the old yeah, emperor's again, new clothes. It's the old emperor's new clothes thing. The Democrats trying to, uh, you know, put a uh, uh, lipstick on a pig, and, uh, and, and they're doing it for political reasons. It's, it's nonsensical. Uh, but thanks for the phone call.
Thanks for the phone call. All right. Um, Twitter dissolved its uh, trusted safety council. I wonder why they did that. The tech giant was due to meet with the representatives of the 100-strong advisory panel, but instead sent an email saying it would be disbanded. Maybe it's because they really weren't a trust and safety council. They were just a bunch of political hacks who were there to destroy the lives of Republicans. Oddly enough, this, uh, this, this council formed in 2016 to address hate speech, I guess, after Donald Trump was elected, right? You think maybe that might have been something to do with it, so they could go after uh, Donald Trump? Um, and uh, there, I want to—I kind of like to know who the uh, the people on the uh, council were. Apparently, uh, news of the council's disbandment came as Twitter's former censor was forced to flee his $1.1 million Bay Area mansion. I'm talking about that Yoel Roth guy. Uh, he shares it with his boyfriend after uh, Musk apparently shared part of his thesis that he got his, I guess, doctorate. Uh, and uh, it was, uh, he suggested that letting children access the gay hookup site Grinder, the app Grinder. I thought that was about making sausage. I mean, well, I guess they both had something to do with one of the... Anyway, Raw 34 and his partner, Nicholas Mazden, move out of their property in El Cerrito over fears for their safety. Meanwhile, uh, Brett Kavanaugh still lives there, even though a guy went to his house to murder him. So I'm not really uh, thinking this is real. But anyway, uh, Raw's thesis, uh, while he was uh, at the University of Pennsylvania, said that uh, under 18 should hook up on Grinder or maybe create a special uh, under 18 version of Grinder. It's a gay hookup site where gay guys get together and grind sausage. Anyway, uh, we've got much more to come up on that. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is a Tuesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, it's kind of funny. New York Times says that uh, John Fetterman is a fashion plate. You know, that's kind of a, a metaphor for the, uh, well, what Twitter tried to do. They tried to uh, make you believe the emperor wore a new suit. They tried to make you believe that the COVID vaccine was perfectly fine. They tried to make you believe that the 2020 election was absolutely, there was no, uh, no possibility of fraud or anything. The whole deal, they just try to distract you and everything. And, and here, listen to this, this is pretty funny. Jake Sullivan, he's a national security advisor. We are getting ready to have an unprecedented invasion at our southern border that will um, greatly impact the 
the stability of the country, and, and I do mean that in a, in a lot of ways, because uh, we're talking about, uh, like just yesterday, I think a thousand people came across the border in one checkpoint, and with the, the end of Title 42, it is a wholesale and deliberate invasion of the country, and the only thing bringing those people from the south of the border is policy. It's policy. That's what's doing it. It's not global warming. I thought it was global warming. Originally, it was like climate. Oh, yeah, there's climate change down there, and then and it's kind of funny because uh, they had a hurricane in Florida a few months ago, and that all of a sudden was because of climate change. And I'm like, well, why aren't people from Florida going to Central America then? There is that. But here is John Sullivan. We know uh, that the border is being overrun. We're angry. We would like to literally, I mean, I know people who would literally like to say, hey, let's all go down about a million Americans and just stand on the border and stop this nonsense from happening. Because we are being, uh, we are being assaulted. We are being told that, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, that our, uh, that we are homophobes, not homophobes, we are, we are, uh, uh, migrant phobes and we are racist because we would like to have a sovereign cover, uh, country where people aren't sex trafficked across the border and fentanyl doesn't kill 100,000 people and all of that stuff. But here is uh, John Sullivan saying that uh, Biden's border, border policies are just great. Does the government have any sense of how many people are coming across that they have that there is no visibility on? How many people are crossing that you have no idea who they are? I'm sorry, I'm not sure I understand the question. How many people crossing the border? Um, that the U.S. government has no idea, um, like estimates of how many people crossing aren't giving their name, aren't giving IDs, aren't able to verify who they are. So we do have estimates of how many encounters there are at the border on a daily basis. We have processes and procedures in place to identify those individuals, to process them in an orderly fashion, and then to do what is appropriate. And then to release them wholesale into the country without any documentation, and bye-bye. Based on that processing. And we have believed that that system uh, is a system that does an effective job of being able to determine who is coming across the border and what the right way to deal with their See, that, that's almost like a punchline, isn't it? But, you know, that's what they think of you. They think you're stupid. No, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They think you're stupid. And you know you're being played. So it's just time to honestly ridicule them. I'm, I'm beyond the uh, uh, trying to have an intelligent discussion with them because they pull that crap like that. And you're just kind of like, you know, honestly, I, I don't have time for this nonsense. I'm going to make fun of you and I'm going to do everything I can to elect people who would do the opposite of what you're doing <clears throat> because I'm just tired of you thinking you can play me because you're not. You are not. It is that. This is kind of interesting. This is from a Convention of States Action in partnership with the Trafalgar Group, one of the uh, America's most accurate pollsters, and I know that because I know them. Here's what they uh, say. Most Americans believe in free speech, as evidenced by uh, this poll that shows the American uh, majority of Americans oppose the return, I'm sorry, the majority of Democrats oppose the return of canceled accounts to Twitter. Now, most Americans believe in free speech, as evidenced by this and other polling research, but there's a growing minority on the left who don't share those values and don't want to hear dissenting voices, which is deeply disturbing for a free society and tends more toward totalitarianism. The best antidote to this misguided view is what Elon Musk is doing right now in cleaning up and opening Twitter. 
according to Mark Meckler of Convention Estates. We've had him on our show. So 68% of American voters say they're excited and support or are indifferent to Twitter uncanceling banned accounts such as the Babylon Bee, which is a uh, satire account, and Jordan Peterson, who is a, a philosopher and intellectual, and leans conservatives from Canada. He's actually fairly fascinating. Really fascinating, actually. 31% said they're excited. 32% said they didn't even care. Probably because they don't even care about Twitter, don't even have an account. Uh, 93% of Republican voters say they're excited and support or are indifferent to Twitter's uh, uncanceling of banned accounts. But it looks like 34% of uh, Democrat voters don't support it. 34% of Democrat voters don't want to have a debate. They don't want to have a debate about anything. They just want to uh, continue their information dominance. And that's, you know... That's surprising because they have information dominance and they can shout down people and not have conversations like they do on university campuses. But now they do it with the help of the mainstream media, big social media and the deep state Democrat Party. Kind of interesting, isn't it? One of the things that was declared verboten before the 2020 election was the the Hunter Biden laptop. Big social media, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party all got together and decided that it was going to be verboten. It was Russian disinformation. And Twitter actually quantified it, then YouTube, then Facebook, which shows that they had a, uh, an alignment with one another. It shows they were working together with the government. That's what I believe. That is what will be shown. That is what you will be shown. of Americans believe accurate reporting of Hunter Biden's laptop from hell could have altered the 2020 presidential election. Yeah, no kidding. Two-thirds of Americans believe the intelligence community intentionally lied to voters about the laptop. Oh, keep going here, guys. Keep going down that road of denial because two-thirds of Americans believe the intelligence community intentionally lied to voters about the laptop by pushing big tech to censor the first report of Hunter's laptop, and that was by Breitbart, actually. Now, two years after the election, two-thirds of Americans believe the laptop is authentic. The other one-third are complete morons who watch MSNBC and ABC and and, uh, NBC. Uh, CBS just did a report three years into the scandal just about two weeks ago, mentioned, oh, yeah, it's real, and then moved on. More than three-quarters of respondents said any collusion between senior Democrats, the FBI, and intelligence officials in the Biden campaign on suppressing the story would have denied voters access to critical information in the run-up to the election, which, by the way, is what they planned. Yeah, that's what they did. Mission accomplished. They're giving each other high fives. Just what I said right there. They're high-fiving one another. This is Miranda Devine. She uh, is a a columnist, writer for the New York Times, uh, outstanding journalist as well, saying what we've known all along and what I have said from the very beginning, which is if the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party and Deep State say that something you say is disinformation, it means you know the truth, meaning they were all working together. was election interference. The, the disinformation was coming from the FBI, the CIA. It was coming from Twitter and Facebook. It was coming from Adam Schiff. It was coming from Democratic operatives who fanned out in a very deliberate operation to basically decry our story, to discredit the laptop, to discredit the stories that were about Joe Biden were very damaging to one of the candidates 
for presidency. I guess all those donations from uh, the Chinese and getting Hunter involved in uh, different projects over there and the millions of dollars was quite well spent by the Chinese Communist Party. And what it showed was that Joe Biden was involved in his son Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings. And Joe Biden had lied to the American people repeatedly during the campaign. So th- yeah, yeah. And then you combine that with uh, another billionaire, Mark Zuckerberg, donating $420 million of his own money for uh, unmanned drop boxes in the battleground states and uh, Zuckerbucks going to largely Democrat districts and all that. Other than that, the election in 2020 was perfectly cool. I mean, nothing to see here. I mean, it's just like every other election, right? It's just like every other election. No, actually, it's completely different than anything ever in American history. And I know this because I uh, literally started covering elections around 1985 in college radio. Never has there been anything like what happened in 2020. And never has anything happened like happened in Arizona in 2022. This is Vivek Ramaswamy, really, really talented guy, talking about, uh, uh, I believe this was on Fox, about the uh, the Twitter fraud and the people in charge of it, their secret brain trust, including Yoel Roth, who says he had to move because he said that Grinder would be good for kids under 18. He knew they were doing something wrong, and they lied about it and still hid it. They right. absolutely were engaged in shadow banning. They had the public believe that some of this was just done by AI when, in fact, it was done by actual human beings. Right. And to me, that's not just doing something wrong. It's the faculty lounge. When you lie about it, it means you are culpable because it means you knew you were doing something wrong and you did it anyway at the highest levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the latest installment of the Twitter Files, a series of uh, disclosures lifting the curtain there, shows that uh, Twitter's trust and safety department, and maybe that's why uh, Elon Musk just blew that uh, agency up. Thank you, Elon, I want to send him a Christmas card. Uh, They did not believe that the former president violated any rules on the day he was banned. Only for this determination to be overruled following an intervention by arch progressive Vijay Gaddy. No, it's Vijaya Gaddy. Yeah. These employees were drowned out by a louder chorus which demanded, among other things, that Twitter should review Trump as the leader of a terrorist group. It was all made up. It was all nonsense. The 75 million, this is what Donald Trump tweeted. The 75 million great Americans who voted for me, America first, and make America great again will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected and treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. To all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration January the 20th. That's what he tweeted. Even Twitter's trust and safety department, notorious for being uh, run by far leftists, concluded neither of those tweets violated the, uh, the platform's terms of service. Yeah. It was no big deal. In fact, uh, uh, Anika Navaroli, the Twitter policy official, said that uh, there was no uh, violation of our policies at this time. Second tweet also deemed to be a clear non-violation of policy. It's just to say he's not attending the inauguration. There you go. Shortly after this determination by the Trust and Safety Review Team, arch-progressive Vijay J. Gaddy, I'm sorry, I keep screwing that up, Vijay Gaddy, interviewed in the discussion uh, to question if, while Trump's earlier tweet was not a clear violation, it, ready, could be interpreted as coded incitement of further violence. It could be interpreted as coded incitement for further violence. <laughs> it could be interpreted 
It could be, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, what is that, uh, they call it uh, unconscious bias. <laughs> that's, that's what it is, it's right? We don't know what he said, but I think we might know what he thinks. It's really nuts. Wow. I mean, that's what they did. She just decided on her own, reading that. American patriots who voted to be the American first time to make America green and have a giant voice in the future. They'll be disrespected or treated fairly. will not be going to the inauguration. I didn't hear anything about uh, incitement of further violence. Did you hear anything in there? Did you hear anything in what I just said about Donald? Anything that could be interpreted as coded incitement to further violence? No, of course not. Of course not. I've got a little bit more on uh, on this. And uh, and then also I've got some good news about a Virginia Tech uh, women's uh, soccer player whose coach tried the same thing that Twitter did to Trump supporters, and she's fighting back. The number, if you want to chime in, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show. Really getting into the relationship between Twitter and the federal government, saying, quote, during this time, executives were also clearly liaising with the federal enforcement and intelligence agencies. Uh, liaising for you Democrats isn't anything dirty. It means they've been talking to each other. About moderation of election-related content. Then the public... Moderation of election-related content? Like if there were some improprieties of the election before the election, they'd maybe set people up to say there won't be any improprieties. Then after there was election improprieties, you couldn't say anything about about it like that yeah see director at Twitter wants to know how to describe this new relationship should it be a partnership with outside experts he asked another exec says maybe just use the word partnerships and these weekly meetings were not just with the FBI they also included the Department of Homeland Security and ah, that's the organization that created the disinformation bureau do you get it now I seriously suggest that when the show is over, you get the podcast and share it with your friends. Okay? NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. The director of national intelligence. And then there's this reference to federal meetings and the Hunter Biden laptop story. Quoting here, what's new for you since our last check-in? Hack materials exploded, says this person. We blocked the New York Post story. Then we wow. unblocked it, but said the opposite. Wow. Then said we unblocked it. And now we're in a messy situation where our policy is in a shambles. Comms is angry. Reporters think we're idiots. And we're refactoring an exceedingly complex policy 18 days away from the election. There you go. There you go. This is a Democrat, uh, Ro Khanna, the only person, the only Democrat to say maybe there was a problem with this. Remember that? What was it? The story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Give me just one good man. Apparently this guy is the only uh, is the only good man uh, or human being or them or they cisgendered whatever the hell anyway look no one is saying at least i'm not saying that any of the sensational pictures or photographs concerning hunter biden should be out there that's not what this was about this was about a journalist a, at the new york post writing an article about the situation and there's no justification for suppressing that even if the source of that <gasps> this is a democrat had gotten that information something that was hacked that that was the case of the pentagon papers oh and yeah so, there's that that the, the pentagon papers were i guess hacked yeah in the analog days the fbi should explain uh, what they were doing and what the rationale was this is monica crowley last night talking to rob schmidt on newsmax about uh you know what happened at uh, twitter 
Yeah, this is how the regime operates. Anytime there is a truthful narrative that goes against their dishonest narrative, they have to kill it. And what we're now seeing in the Twitter files, Rob, is the actual collusion. You know, we heard throughout the Trump years about fake Russian collusion that yeah. did not exist. Yeah. The left are masters of projection. Mm -hmm. They always accuse us of what they themselves are guilty of doing. Yes. So the collusion was happening, but it wasn't Donald Trump. Because yes. big government, and in particular, the fearsome government agencies of the DOJ and the FBI colluding hand in glove with big tech to suppress information, control the narrative so that they could control policy and behavior. There you go. What have I been saying for uh, about two years? Just what she said. There you go. Uh, real quick, we got a phone call here. Let's go to, hold on, uh, Rob in Middle River. Hello there, Rob. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, just Glorious. a little introduction here. My uh, political ideologies mirror Barbara, who calls all the time. And we probably hey. live in the same neighborhood, although we've really never met. Anyhow. More area. Yes, go ahead. Uh, here goes. Um, politically speaking, I have a double question for you. Double question. Number one, do you think there will ever be a time when the press will actually start reporting accurately? In other words, I don't care if they have their own opinion, but just report the facts, like they used to, say, 50 years ago. And number one. And number two, what makes people consistently vote Democrat when they consistently get pooped on? Okay. Well, that's a loaded question, which I don't like to use when you use the word poop. A uh, couple of things here. Um, will it ever become, we have to make the audiences for the mainstream media so small that they are forced to rethink uh, their propaganda and whether they want to pursue journalism. Also, they've got to go into a J schools. J schools have got to be turned upside down with uh, the professors there who teach this crap. I don't see that ha happening anytime soon. Our best thing to do right now is to ignore the mainstream media altogether and make them irrelevant. Make fun of them whenever possible, and it seems to be working. CNN Plus collapsed. They fired half the staff on CNN, and nobody's watching the primary networks. There is that. Uh, I will get to the other part, why Democrats keep voting for people that make them feel like crap in just a moment. Let me uh, think about that for a second, but that's the beginning. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. No blind rhetoric. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. 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 They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. 